Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The Believe, the Phoenix Suns podcast, right here on KSRN. With your host, Earl Burnett, a.k.a. Casually. Exactly. I'm starting to kind of figure you out a little bit, Flex. But you really believe in this son's team. You really see something that maybe some of us are not seeing, bro. And Felix Cruz, Flex Jersey. Just feels different. He's the hungriest dog in the race, and that's what I'm saying. That people, that's another dynamic I think people are underestimating. Is that we're gonna go in there with a with a pack of hungry hungry dogs, and the hungriest dog is leading our team. Time to talk, son. destroy everyone in our way welcome in to another edition of the believe the phoenix suns podcast this is the final show for the regulars but of course we do go on all throughout the year and we will still give you the suns updates of what's going on in the off season but this is the final show for amazing season keep that in mind when all the hurt is done when all of the anger and all of those things are out of our system Every last person can look back and say, this was one hell of a ride, one hell of a ride. And it had to come to an end at some point, whether it be at the end of the, with the trophy or two games shy of getting the trophy. Phoenix Suns come up a game, two games shy of getting the championship. And this is part of what I've always been saying. And I know it's easy for everybody to go back and say what they said and blah, blah, blah. But y'all know I've been riding with this since day one. That experience makes everything. And that, that, that disappointment and failure has to be somewhat of a part of that growth that gets you to the next level to accomplish that goal. And I, I, I just thought coming down the stretch, I thought after the first two games, everything was just too easy. It, was just, it didn't seem like there was really that much hardship other than a few nagging injuries here and there, you know, those type of things. But we never had our backs to the wall in any series facing any elimination up until this series throughout the whole playoffs. Those things built the character of knowing how to win in those situations. So Milwaukee was a battle-tested team, battle-tested team for the last two and a half to three years trying to get to that level to win a championship. Now, yeah, they were – they were new in the championship as far as experience goes as well. But when you got two newbies, whoever has the most experience throughout period is going to take over. And that's what happened in that, in that series. Um, coming in there with a, I mean, third quarter ending in that game, 677-77, I thought there's still a chance here, of course, but then I still was in the back of my mind going, Something's just not right. This, this, I mean, if we could force a game seven, that would be awesome. But I think the moment just got really too big for certain guys. I mean, and that's what happens in your first finals, your first playoff run. 
to some of these young guys, the moment eventually gets too big and becomes too much to overcome as far as your emotions, how to overcome adversity during series. And although they did a heck of a job early on, it's like they were new at it and they were just like on that ledge. And then finally somebody starts to finally look down and put those eyes downward. And now they start to not believe in what was really going on. And they got a little bit of doubt crept in. And that's what happens when you're first physically and mentally in that in that series. And it all was just too much to overcome. And that's where that that's where that failure and disappointment has to come in. Now you get the taste almost holding the trophy. And now you got that taste in your mouth for another whole season. So that's that's the taste and the feeling and the emotion that drive championship teams. That's where you got the Milwaukee Bucks as your champion, because that failure and hurt drives that team the next time they get an opportunity so and then they become hard as a brick where nothing can break them and right now the Suns have like I said got some valuable valuable experience going through this whole entire playoffs but uh I mean I, like I said I was asking the whole season man this just seems like way too simple then it can look like a watered down championship if we win it it's just this easy but they ran into another team that was hungrier and that's how it works but they gained some valuable experience as I said before they got their they got their pretty much their 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 are dues paid for the next trip I mean you would ask yourself, how many years does it take for a team to fail to get there? Well, guess what? You already made it there the first year and you failed in it. So nothing less than getting back there is, is acceptable. At the, you know, of course, we know that. But, you know, you jumped a lot of teams, the Suns did. They jumped a lot of teams that are in that line waiting for their chance to get that opportunity. They haven't even sniffed the finals yet. You jumped the line and get there and sniff it six straight games, not to mention the games in the series that it took to get there, you jump the line. I mean, when you, when you, I don't know if you've ever been in a line before, like in high school at the lunch line or, or at the store, and, and, and somebody jumps the line and cuts the line. What does it do? It kind of ticks you off. You question it. You get mad. You get angry. You don't want that person to cut you. Cutting the line, ain't, that ain't, that's not cool. And so the sun's jumping in the line. And, and Giannis and him, man, we've been standing here for three years in this line. You ain't cutting me. And they, and, and they went and fought for their position and got their position back and pushed the sun's back in that line. But now the sun's got the right ticket to be in the right line. And they're in the right line to get in that, in that finals. Because there's a lot of teams and a lot of superstars that are in line and sniffed to get to those finals. I mean, for instance, I mean, the Suns are in the line. Now they've jumped everybody else. Donovan Mitchell and the Jazz are in that line, waiting their turn. Like, we've been here a couple of years, and we've just been failing and failing and failing and can't touch the, the finals. Then you got Joel Embiid in the Philadelphia 76ers, who've been kind of failing for the last three years and, and, and just can't get over the hump. But they're in that line waiting. Jokic and Denver in that line waiting for the last two years. Guys that have been battling in playoffs and you the Phoenix Suns come in in your first playoffs in 11 years and you get to the finals people tell me that's a successful season if you say that's a failure season you, you're not paying attention in fact you got to separate the two 
season overall success finals series that was your growth failure your growth disappointment that you need to get to the next point then paul george paul george has been in that line with the clippers wait and any team that he's been on wait just trying to wait his chance now you got to kind of throw tatum and the celtics in there they've been a playoff team but they haven't went to the next level they're going backwards teams have got some guys that have just been fighting and fighting and, and man poor damian Lillard can't even taste the second round or third round or the finals can't even get can't even get to the can't even get to the uh western conference finals so you jumped that line and you got uh, <coughs> excuse me you jumped the line and none of the authorities saw you jump that line and you're standing in that line waiting for the next chance to get that to that spot because when you get there i don't think you're gonna let that one get away so can they get back there again of course they got the team and we're going to talk about of course what needs to take place for that to happen for them to have that team and add to that team but you're far away ahead of the game and a lot of these guys have been waiting in line for a long time and there are a lot of superstars that have played this game we know the ones that have got to a championship and lost the Barclays, the Malones, the Stocktons, the, the Reggie Millers. They got to the big dance and just couldn't win it. Allen Iverson. But there are guys that are still superstars that have not even sniffed to get there. And you've jumped those guys, the Chris Webbers, the Steve Nash, Stoudemire, <laughs> I mean, Mello. Uh, you can go back in history. Dominique Wilkins, dominating player in the Hall of Fame, can't sniff the dang on finals. So you have accomplished something. Grand Hill, I can think of. A lot of, lot of good players that are in the Hall of Fame are going to the Hall of Fame have not even sniffed to even get a chance to play in a finals. And the Suns have jumped that line as well. So you have did a lot of leaps, a lot of leaping. Now you just got to stay on that same pathway. James Jones is going to do what he's been doing putting that team together, make it a little bit stronger in the paint and rebounding heavy. And you should be right back where you where you are, where you were this year, but with the tools to go ahead and complete the job. But congratulations to the Suns on a really, really, really good season. <clears throat> and I got to give props again to, uh, we did, we gave props to the Bucks, but Specifically to Giannis Antetokounmpo, good guy, good guy. You you can't hate this guy. He just did what he had to do. He was hungry. He had a lot on his shoulders. He had a lot of pressure on his shoulders to get off his shoulders, and he did what he had to do. Uh, the kid is really, really, really. He's just so happy right now. He can't even control it, so he don't even know what to do. So he goes to <laughs> Chick Fil A the next day and orders food. I was supposed to be in Vegas right now, you know, party. But I'm here to order Chick-fil-A. Of course I'll do business. These trophies are not leaving my side. What if all of a sudden I wake up and this is all a dream? These trophies are... These trophies are my security, basically. Like, I touch them and I know this is real. <laughs> even, even the bucks, no. Look at it. What's that? 
Oh, uh, uh, so you're not living the town. Uh, uh, Chris is holding money. money. Uh, who, who is this? That's Drew. That's Drew? Who is Drew holding? Oh, Lasso. Um, because it's basically a uh, great defender. Are you going to say your order? Can I have a free piece? Sorry, I will put you... Uh, can I put your camera? Do you mind or no? Sure. <laughs> Just, uh, there's 150,000 people watching you right now. Really? Yes. <laughs> so can I, can I have, please, a 50-piece Mac Minis... 50 exactly okay. not 51 not 49 chicken minis yes 50 and um, let me have a large drink no ice half sprite half lemonade okay. thank you that's <laughs> a sound of a happy dude man he came to the chick-fil-a with the freaking trophies in his hand both the mvp and the o'brien larry o'brien trophy in the car Order a Chick Fil A. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> gotta give him that prop. That is just awesome. But you gotta be happy for that kid. Just gotta be fun. Like, man, why did it have to come on our watch? But at the time, we want to get our, our our superstar that feeling. But can't be mad at that dude. He dropped fifty points, and that is just an unbelievable performance. But let's go ahead and talk about. The Chris Paul element, because that's the big, the big thing that's going right now as far as the Suns are concerned. What should they do? What should he do? And I want to play what he said after, after the game, because as the media, we like to we like to dig in and read between lines, and and when people say things, <clears throat> now granted they can say it at the time and in an emotion in a time of emotion and not really thinking straight or whatever it may be, but. Nevertheless, it's been said, but once it gets said, we tend to kind of read between some lines. And I want to play what he said in his press conference after game six. Uh, for me, it just means back to work, back to work. You know, none more, none less. Uh, ain't no more victories or whatnot. Uh, we sort of saw what it takes to get there. And, you know, hopefully we see what it takes to get, you know, past that. We saw what it takes to get there and we hopefully can get do what it takes to get it back there again. That's not a person that's talking about doing it with another team. That's the guy that's referring to the same exact team, his guys. You don't get an opportunity to go get a ring and get that close and just throw it away. You, that's, that doesn't make any sense to me. And for all this talk going on about where he's going to be and what he's going to do and he's going to be on another team, regardless to how this contract situation plays out, he will be a Phoenix Sun. That's just me and my – I'm not giving y'all no no reports or anything that I know or my man Flex knows right now because I haven't even spoke to Flex. But I'm just going to give you what I think. And I there there is no way this guy is going to be on another team. Phoenix Suns, and we've already seen or heard Robert Sarver already back in like when the playoffs were started about this being an easy decision of keeping him because he's worth every penny. We've heard him say that. You factor that in, and you factor in the, 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 the speech Chris made when they won the West. It was because of that man Booker, it was because of all these guys and the factors of Monty, the factors of Willie Green and the brothers, the, all these. All these factors are not just going to disappear because they lose the finals. 
You get that close. You have the team to get back there faster than any of those other teams that are in line, standing in line with that ticket and can't get there. And uh, what makes anybody think the New York Knicks are anywhere near that line? They're not. Chris Paul is not going to go to his third straight team and groom young players and try to get to a championship. That's not going to happen. We're not even we're not even paying attention to the whole picture and to make sense of this whole thing. And here's another thing that makes no sense to me that why Chris Paul would end up leaving this team. Other if the only way he can end up leaving this team is if the Suns and he get into a contract dispute and things get ugly. I just don't see that happening. Um, in fact, I could see him opting in, opting in and, 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 and just getting the extension for two more years and bam, it's done. I can see that happening because that's the easiest way that can free up money that we can keep campaigning. We're going to talk about that too, but the thing I'm saying is another part that makes sense to me is I just could not see James Jones bringing Chris Paul in for one year. He signed a two-year contract. I have, I, I'm willing to bet that they, they may not admit it, but none of these guys, even the Suns themselves, did not know they were going to make it to the finals. So when you know that you were bringing Chris Paul in, you knew it was to come in a couple of years to groom D.A., a couple of years to let Book get more acclimated and get more, more experience and get a playoff run under their belt. They had no idea they were going to end up in the finals. So now all of a sudden they get to the final and that continent and having Chris Paul stops in one year when, when, the, when the initial plan was to bring him in to groom D.A. for two, three years and then move on. That was the initial plan. Did anybody forgot about that or something? I mean, I'm the only one kind of paying attention to that. When they first got him, that was the plan. So why would that plan all of a sudden change and you get to the finals? That's good news. So I don't know. That's just me, the way I'm looking at it. I, I can't see this thing working out any other way other than no matter how y'all get the contract done, Chris Paul will be a Phoenix Sun because all that hard work that he put in cannot just get thrown or washed down the drain for nothing. And so now you got to come back. And, and another thing, too, I mean, this might seem a little bit petty, but you got a, def- you got a title to defend. You got to defend the West title. At least you do have that, that name. You got that. That status, you are the Western champ. You can def- you got to come back and defend the Western champ title and then go on after defending it. When you defend it, you become the, you know, the Western champ back-to-back. Now you got another opportunity to go ahead and get the big one, the big trophy. So, hey, man, defend your title in the West. And why would he not? Why would Chris Paul not want that challenge? But, yeah, let me go over and just start all over with the Knicks. And, you know, I got my money, but I'm good. I just don't see that happening. I really don't. I, I, I put two and two together. It's just like I said, it's just my thought. This is nothing definitive. This is nothing that, is, that's, that somebody said and some source said. This is just my opinion. It just doesn't make sense for him to leave the Phoenix Suns when the whole plan from the beginning was for him to come here for a few years and help D.A. groom to be into a, to a better player to get some experience under this team's belt. I bet you they f- knew they were going to make it to the playoffs, but they just didn't, didn't know they were going to go this far. And so this is all good news. I know as, as much as it feels bad for when things the way it went, hey, you know, sometimes sometimes you got a plan in your mind and the plan is another plan, and you got to go down the hardships it takes to get to that plan. Nobody, and I've said this a thousand times, no one on earth – walking this earth is going to learn 
anything without going through something first. So that's just your word of of wisdom right here on the Believe the Phoenix Suns podcast. But, yeah, you heard Chris Paul. He said, we, we, we. So he, he wants to come back and defend that. He's, he's ticked to the point where he wants to defend that. And let's cut it off the Lakers stuff. He's not going to be a dang on Laker because the Lakers don't have the money to get a Chris Paul at that price tag unless they dump their whole squad and do a sign and trade with the Suns when we ain't trading because what do they have that we want? Nothing. So let's just cut that out. That's a far and gone rumor that it's not going to happen, even if Magic Johnson is throwing his tweets out there. I don't care how powerful you think you are, Magic. It ain't happening. But anyway, uh, let's talk about real quick because we got a few more minutes here, the Suns' moves that they can make. I'm looking at this team, and I'm going – you know, every year the, 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 the roster changes. But the difference in the roster this year as opposed to previous rosters, we're not changing the core. The core, we have a core now. We didn't have a core before. We were trying to find a core to build around. We didn't have that. And so now these teams that we have, this team that we have now, we have a solid core that now whoever leaves outside of that, you can just throw some pieces in there and they'll follow that main core. And the core of this team, starting with Booker. I don't think they're going to – I mean, he can get up for an uh, extension himself if they, if they want to do that, they, to you know, lock him up longer term. They can do that if they want to. Also, you got to worry about DeAndre Ayton and Br- Mikael Bridges. Cam Johnson has to be – is all part of that core. That's your four. Booker, Ayton, Bridges, Cam Johnson. Those are your four because those are guys you drafted. That's your core. That's those are your guys. That's not no guy that's on no 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 second team. That's not a guy you got from free agency. That's not a guy that's you know no. This is your squad. You drafted these guys, and they are a key piece. Each and every one of them are key pieces to why this team is where they are today. So you got to keep that core, and of course now you add to the core the two veterans have to come back, Paul and Crowder, and they are in the fold. Crowder's already in the fold for the next two years, and I believe Chris will get done. There go your six solid core players for your starting lineup and your six man that can push this team to the next, continuing this success. Now, bench play is vital because we, we, know, we came up short a little bit when it came down to the bench play down in that final series. So bench play is vital, and having that backup point guard is vital. And this is where it gets tricky because Cameron Payne is going to get paid in this offseason. He's put enough on tape that might just get some team that's trying to find a point guard who misses out on the big point guards in the free agency pool and just jump and say, this guy had a hell of a season. Maybe we can give him 20, give him uh, 30-plus minutes a game, and he can do what he was doing for the Suns for us. But, see, that's where I go, you know what? You can't just take one guy from one team and think 100% is going to automatically be that same guy on another team because that guy is flourishing in that role on this team, scheme and all. When you put him on another team, the scheme could be different, the role could be different, and he may not be as good in that, in that, in, on that next team. So that's how it always ends up. You never be the same player that you are unless you're just a super dynamite superstar. But for most of these role players that make that big payday, they go to the next team, they're not the same player. And I, it would behoove Cameron Payne to go ahead and stay right in place. But you can't talk about a man and making his money for his family. 
The man put down that tape. He put on a tape that 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 that, that was incredible for his story. So if he goes and gets paid and, and it's over to Phoenix Suns ca- uh, salary where they want to pay him, then you got to let that man do his thing. But I, I would um, hope that Paul, Chris Paul, would get the extension after opting in and get the extension, and that will free up about that $10 million that, that Payne's going to get paid. So that will keep him here. So that's the key piece. That's the first key piece that has to drop. After that, Man, after that, it's like, man, who do you, who do you get rid of after that? Because you can look at Tory Craig. You got the Kaminsky's, of course. You got the the uh, Langston Galloway, Etwan Moore. Uh, I don't know. Dario's going to be still hurt when the season starts next year, but he still will be on the roster, I believe. But I don't know. I will. I would love to keep. Tory Craig around because he he is one of those gritty, do the dirty work, dirty work type of guys that you need on your team. But we'll see how that works out. But if we had to lose those guys, then you know there's plenty of people out there that can replace those guys. So, and James Jones has been a maestro with putting talent with this team that mix together with this team. He's not just grabbing anybody and just saying, Oh, I want that guy because the name or whatever. We know that's not going to happen. He's going to find a guy that mix perfectly with this team. If he had to, if you had to look at what type of guy is coming here, if I had to look at it and go, okay, what if I'm James Jones and you saw what we just did in the finals and how we lost the finals, then you start thinking, who's in free agency and who's out there to go trade for. You don't trade for anybody that's anything less than having some experience in the playoffs. You're not going to trade for a guy that has never been there before because it could come down to that guy in the playoffs series the next time and that guy could cost you. So you talk about guys that have been around and done some things like a, a Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka's been through a championship. You, you're going to see him go for guys that have got some experience behind their belt. He might even turn around and turn Bobby Porter's and go, hey, he's did it. He was there. You know, those are the type of guys I could see James Jones going after. I don't see him going after a guy that's just never that's wet behind the ear, just like the guys that were on our team before this year. He's not going to start all over again. So look look for those type of moves in the offseason that we get this seasoned vet, uh, uh, a guy that's been kind of like either in a championship, played in one, played in some really hard, tough series, playoff games or whatever. But it's not going to be somebody that's never been there before. I just that's just my opinion. Now, again, like I said, that that's one man's opinion, but it just makes sense to me if you're building this team to get over the next the, the hump. You want to bring somebody in here that's got some experience in doing it. And Crowder was the first guy, yes, but now we need somebody to add to that. And with their experience that they've gained in this season, they can push that next guy to the next level as well. So I look at them. I look at them going for either Abaka or. Uh, there's a couple of other guys I had on the list. I can't remember who I said, but Serge would be a perfect fit to back up Aiden. And, I mean, it just seems like uh, the right thing to do. But uh, they got a lot lot of things they have to figure out this offseason. That's what's going to be cool about it. One cool thing about it, too, y'all, uh, <laughs> how does it feel to be picking 29th in the draft? I mean, really? We picking 29th in the draft. We didn't trade back. 
We'll trade down. We didn't trade down and, and move picks and get more picks to get number 29. No, we that's our number one pick, 29, <laughs> which is pretty damn impressive if you ask me. So uh, all the anger and stuff is all boiled out. It's all done with. We can go ahead and marvel at what this Suns team did all season long. And uh, we're going to keep you uh, what's going on, keep you updated what's going on with this team when it comes to the offseason. Chris Paul has until August 1st to make his decision. And after August 1st, we'll see the dominoes start to fall in place. Free agency is going to be awesome this year. We'll see all these moves, moving pieces go all in different spots. And now everybody's going to volley to go out there and volley for that trophy again. And so you got to make sure your pieces are the right pieces that go together. Talking about next year, Chris Paul will be a son, in my opinion. I think the Suns want to re rethink how they play him next year and go ahead and take advantage of the load management. I think that's important. I think that's critical, critical to him making it through a regular season. Uh, are the Suns good enough to say it doesn't matter if we get home court? No, I don't think they're to that point yet. But still, preserve Chris Paul as much as possible on back-to-backs and minutes played per game. Uh, this season, we saw him play in games where they were blowing somebody out. He was still on the floor. When they were getting blown out, he wanted to be on the floor because he was teaching and he was trying to get chemistry with these guys. But now that he's got that blowout games, uh, minutes-wise, restrictions, back-to-back, you let that dude rest because, yeah, anything can happen in the playoffs as far as the injury goes, but we want this guy to be as fresh as possible going into a series, into a playoff run. So that's my time, y'all. want y'all to stay encouraged and give this team its props. Respect what this team has done all season. Don't be too hard on them. Uh, everybody fails at some point before they overcome something. The Phoenix Suns had to have their failure and their disappointment, and that's what's going to drive them next year to get that ring going. So... I'm Earl Burnett, a.k.a. Casual E. You've been listening to the Believe Phoenix Suns podcast right here on the Believe Podcast Network. Go ahead and subscribe to the KSRN YouTube page right there on your channel when you want to go ahead and subscribe at their website as well at www.ksrnaz.com. Subscribe there as well. Keep pounding the subscribe button because we get this show gets better and better when you guys interact with it. Man, Flex will be back. He's going to have some shows coming up because it's about time to turn that corner to turn Phoenix Suns basketball into Cardinals football. So, y'all have a good one. I'm Earl Burnett. Peace out.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.